Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm trying to record the intro here. Welcome back to 32 fans in 32 days. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, welcome back to 32 fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me as always, Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Oh, man. If people only knew what just happened. <laughs> All right. So here we are. The NFL season's over. So we're just going to talk podcast today, right? So the NFL season for my team has been over for several months. And for your team for several weeks. Yeah. Let me let me rant about the Vikings for a second. The the articles about the Vikings game yesterday boggle the mind. Every article is basically saying all the players are saying, this is a trap game. We're all looking at the Packers game next week. We just figured the you know, Indy was just gonna roll over and die. We were gonna destroy them, we didn't have to try. And it's like, how can a team that's lost five of the last six games have the arrogance and the attitude of, Oh yeah, we, we this is a trap game. Like this is an automatic win for us, we don't even need to think about it. It boggles the mind. Yeah, you're not good enough to have trap games against like the Colts yeah. who are not so bad. Exactly. The Vikings' lack of self-awareness about their mediocrity, I think nothing defines it as much as the fact that Lindvall Joseph, who weighs well over 300 pounds, <laughs> on a Colts field goal attempt, got flagged for hoisting himself over the line as if 300-pound Lindvall Joseph is going to fly through the air and block a kick. And as a result, the Colts got a first down and scored a touchdown on the next play. Yeah, that really set the tone for the rest of the game. I mean, before yeah, that, they was... were down by 100, but it really it set them down you know, quadruple digits at that point. Yeah, well, they were down 3 nothing at that point, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Viking season isn't over, so uh, but it's uh, almost the end of 2016, and uh, it's a great fanfare. I think what we're going to do what we did last year, we're going to do our top 10 TV shows of the year, top 10 movies of the year. So today, uh, we're going to start with top 10 podcasts of the year. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, movies we probably won't deal, do till like late, probably closer to the Oscars, just because it takes a long time to uh, watch all you know all the good movies. No screeners okay. this year. Really, yeah. really shortage if you're looking in the right places. I don't know where they are, but Hollywood really cracked down this year. Fine. So, yeah. Let's start with our top 10 podcasts of the year. Uh, you also, I saw you tweeted out and you got some solicitations from some listeners. Yeah, I, 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 we should have mentioned on last week's podcast. So let's do that now. Next week, we're also going to do top 10 TV shows of the year. So email or tweet me or DM or whatever, or Chester, your top 10 TV shows of 2016. And I'll maybe okay. I'll make that into like a chart or something. Yeah, this right. I did it really late. So I just tweeted, hey, tweet at me your top five uh, podcasts of this year even though the two of us are doing top 10, and I got, like, probably 20, 25 answers right away. Um, so I didn't, I didn't really compile them, but I'll read the most interesting ones if there are any interesting ones. So you, why don't you go first? Last year, you were a super troll. People remember? No, I wasn't. <laughs> you named two of your top three were... Uh, number three was this podcast, the one that you were, yeah. cur- were on and that yeah. you're, you know, in the middle Correct. of doing. You named that Correct. as number three. 
then right. you name mine as number one, mostly because you're you emailed in you email in every week and you probably just like hearing your name said a lot. I was not a troll. I told you that the way I was doing my rankings is if I got a new episode of every one of my podcasts, in what order am I going to listen mm-hmm. to them? But why do you listen to this one third? Like, this one should be either first or last by that (laughs) standard. Like, I've never – you listen to this? you got to have a little bit of modesty. You know, you can't put yourself number one. (laughs) But do you listen to the show after you edit it and put it out? It depends on how much editing I've done. Like, you know, there was a time in the middle of the season when I was barely editing. I was just, like, recording them and throwing them right up there. So then Mm -hmm. I would listen all the way through. When I edit the whole thing and listen to the whole thing before putting it up, I don't really feel the need to because I've already basically listened to it. Right. So – Sometimes I'll have it at double speed, sort of in the background as I'm taking a shower or something like that. But yeah, um, yeah. Um, okay, fine. So I, I have uh, my top ten podcasts of the year. Apparently, you're not going to like my list because it's very similar. To All right. Well, let's just let's have it. Let's play a little game for How many? Uh, how many like matches are we going to have on our list of top ten? Well, you already correctly guessed two of mine and one of them in the exact spot. So right, right. but I'm going to say we have one match. Well, no, we two. I'm going to say we have two matches. Two matches. Okay. I would say we might have three. Well, so here's the thing. You and I do podcasting very differently. So that's why we're going to have different lists. To you, I think you look at it as more of a, in our form, frankly, like TV or movies, right? And so you have narrative mm-hmm. podcasts. I really, I mostly use podcasts as my main source of news. Well, let's just be fair. Movies are garbage now. So uh, uh, TV or movies and podcasts are TV and movies is uh, radio. Yeah, well, but as, as I said last year at the end, when we did our movie rankings in late December 2015, the only movies I see every year are the ones you order me to see when we rank our movies at the end of the year. So, oh, yeah. Well, I, haven't, I don't even have any to order you yet because oh. – uh, Yeah, that's why we're going to delay that one a little bit. All right. So I'll start. I have uh, five honorable mentions. I narrowed it down to five. All right. Um, okay. So here's my honorable mentions. Uh, one of them slates hang up and listen. Uh, last year, you were dismissive of it. You said, I don't need to listen to a podcast. I don't need to listen to other people talk about sports. I know more, more about sports than anybody. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Well, you yeah. could really just replay all of our podcasts like you did last week if this audio gets cut out. <laughs> yeah. Slate's Hang Up and Listen is really smart. It, it discusses things that I wouldn't otherwise think about, sports I wouldn't otherwise think about. Uh, it definitely makes me a better sports fan, so I would recommend that to uh, thinking sports fans. Also on my honorable mentions, I have uh, Fresh Air, uh, Terry Gross, of course, as we discussed last year. Great interviewer. Again, it's on just a, a wide variety of topics. And so, first of all, there's the people who are sort of making the rounds because they have a movie or a book coming out. And so I'll hear them on six other shows, but they're best interviewed on this show. But then there's also topics I don't think about, you know, or, you know, like global topics, for example, that I'm forced to confront um, that make me a smarter person. So I, I like uh, Fresh Air with Terry Gross. On my honorable mentions list is a Slate's Trumpcast with Jacob Weisberg. Mm-hmm. So are you familiar with that one? I mean, I've heard of it. I, I could probably guess the premise. Yeah, so it's a podcast he started in the summer, as he said, you know, this is a short-term podcast that will end on November 8th, and it's just to sort of highlight the, each day the horrible things that Donald Trump is doing uh, to America and to the world. Uh, unfortunately for everybody, the podcast now has uh, gotten a longer term and will be around probably for the next four years. I can't really listen to it every day anymore. It's just too dark and depressing. Oh, he does it. How, how long is it daily? It's 20 minutes. Okay. And he, and he has another host who co-hosts who sort of replaces him a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. When we have a president who's openly siding with the KGB over the FBI and the CIA, I got more important things to worry about than listening to a podcast. But I, I do listen to it every day, but not, but not necessarily, you know, it's not at the top of my list. Okay. So, yeah, so that's pretty depressing. Also, my honorable mentions, as everybody knows, during a Game of Thrones season, I listen to like seven or eight different Game of Thrones podcasts uh, every week. And a bunch of those have multiple episodes every week. 
So I haven't listened to it in a while, obviously, but honorable mention goes to the best Game of Thrones podcast in the game, and that's uh, the Game of Thrones podcast by Bald Move, which is uh, Jim and Aaron. Uh, you know, Rob's is also a great podcast. I listened to that one, but uh, the best podcast is uh, is the Bald Move one. So uh, sorry, Rob. I know that he was mad at me before for saying that. I doubt he was mad. No, no I don't. But, th- I think you're assuming people care about your opinion, and probably well, no, no one understands. Why, why but then again. I have multiple Rob podcasts on my top ten. You don't have any, so well, yeah, but I, they're not even eligible. I actually meant to write in uh, when I ask people to name their top five because I assume most people who follow me on Twitter, who listen to the show, are coming to me from Rob's podcast, Post Show Recaps World. So I, in my head, I was writing uh, leave that out, but then I didn't put that in, and and so people did mention like and did why, name. Why why are they supposed to leave that out? I don't understand that. When 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 we did our TV show rankings, a bunch because it's asking people. It's like. If we had a, you know, if this was like, if most of our listeners were Met fans, and I was like, hey guys, what's your favorite baseball team? I'm like, wow, so interesting. 150 out of 160 people yeah. said the Mets. And that's why Survivor had an un- and Seinfeld were ranked higher on our TV show rankings than they would be on other people's. Yeah, that's the reality of our listeners. Yeah, you know, 100 percent in our in our top 100 TV show list from last yeah. spring, uh, those yeah. shows did very well. All right, and the last one on my honorable mentions is a uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with it, right? Yeah, I've never gotten through a full episode, but I, I subscribe to it. They're really, yeah, if they're really long. It's it's history. It's very good. Um, I also really liked. There was like a mock version that did uh, the that uh, did the Game of Thrones. It was like a history of Westeros, yeah. or really uh, Planetos, as Akiva doesn't know that it's called. And uh, that I really loved also because uh, I'm a big nerd. All right, so let's hear your honorable mentions. I think it was called Hardcore Game of Thrones or something. Yeah, it was really good. I have a serial season two. It, it was terrible, but there was there yeah. one there was one good episode, so it, it made my honorable mention. Yeah, it does uh, not deserve honorable mention. Chris Gethard's uh, beautiful stories from anonymous people. Is that the uh, one we asked me on the phone for sixty minutes? Yeah. So once every like ten, there's a really interesting one. The other nine you could probably skip, but yeah, you'd figure so, it out within five minutes if it's worth listening to or not. Well, Kiva, can you IM me or email me a list of the really good ones? Because I've heard things about that show, but yeah, but I don't want to waste an hour on bad ones. If there's one thing people know about Alex Chester, it's that he doesn't waste time. So, yeah, I think there was one guy who who was uh, who was like formerly Orthodox, uh, one of the first ones that was interesting. Uh, yeah, wh- but what was interest- what was fascinating about the formerly Orthodox guy? I think it was released like one of the first two. They were released simultaneously. Was that Chris Gethard? I told tells a really interesting story. This will only be interesting to our our uh, or like our Orthodox contingent probably. But Gethard got married at like a kosher. So, like summer camp they they decided to have their wedding at like some camp that where the food was kosher but Geth, Gethard goes into like a 20 minute diatribe about Mavushal wine that he knows everything about it was bananas yeah. um, it was really so there was some interesting stuff in there yeah I'll send anyone who wants a list of which ones were worth listening to well, most of them at this point I don't know uh, yeah. criminal it's like 20-25 minutes a week it's standalone sort of criminal stories my problem is the the woman I think her name is Phoebe Judge I just I, and I I know that you're not supposed to like insult women's voices. That's like rule number three of the internet. But her voice is really boring. Boring yeah. voice. It's really boring. So it's not that she has the up voice or whatever. No, they call I don't it. care about that. I don't even know what that is. I don't I don't notice that. But she has a really dull monotone voice. I can't like one time she's like, yeah, so we're doing live shows. I'm, I thought she was joking. You're criticizing her voice for if anything being too masculine. No, t- well, don't be. All right, now you're being stupid. Whatever. The point is, it's boring. What I'm saying is you're not doing a stereotypical gender. No, I understand. I understand. I'm zigging when you thought I was going to stereo, you know, the misogynist zag. Um, But yeah, no, uh, like she mentioned a live show and I thought she was joking. I didn't realize the podcast was that popular and apparently it is. But so it is a very good show, even though her voice is kind of 
insanely boring. Because that's a podcast that I've been seeing a lot of lists, best of the year, mm-hmm. and um, I thought maybe I should get into it. So is it worth getting into? Yeah, yeah. Try, you know, there's a list of like, what is there, like 100 episodes now, something yeah, like yeah. that. So I want you to give me the best episodes of Gethard's podcast and the best episodes of Criminal. Okay, no problem. Criminal, um, each episode is its own story, right? It's yeah, yeah. So I, it's, yeah. Almost, it's almost it's entirely standalone. I'm not sure if there's any like two like parts. I think there might be a few. Exactly. How's your feeling on NBC doing the Law & Order sound when they go to review for uh, Sunday Night Football and Thursday Night Football? And Saturday I don't Night even Night. pay attention. Oh, really? You haven't noticed I, that? I don't, I don't notice these things. All right. Anyway. Um, uh, and then we have Crime Town, which is a new podcast from Gimlet that's uh, 20 episodes, I think, that's all about uh, Buddy Cianci, like the corrupt mayor of Providence, Rhode Island. Um, oh, the mob guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, so it's only started. So I have it in my also receiving votes category, but that's pretty interesting. And then uh, High and Mighty by John Gabris, which is he just has a different person every week, and he talks to them about whatever they find interesting. But I think I find him really likable. He's a okay. Long Island guy. Uh, all right, so that's uh, that's also that's our uh, also receiving votes. That's the outside. And now you want to do your top ten. Okay, so well, let's go back and forth. I'll start with my number ten. My number ten is uh, highly questionable. It's the uh, Dan Levitard, Bomani Jones, and uh, Poppy Gonzalo Levitard show on ESPN. So it's a TV show, and they just like cut the audio of it, and that's one of your ten best podcasts of the year, yes. right? You know okay. what? I'm not. I'm not apologetic. I thought I like he's gonna make fun of me if I put this on the list, but it's better than Around the Horn or PTI. I understand that's a low bar, but the point right. is, <laughs> okay, that, it's no, it's literally not the worst podcast. <laughs> Bomani Jones is really, really smart. Has great yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I like him. I'm sure he has uh, his own podcast that you're not putting Dan, on the list. Dan Levitar does as well, and, and Poppy is just, you know, my wife who has no interest in sports, even she enjoys when I, uh, you know, when I play little bits of that because um, they got some cute bits. They get good interviews. They they get they get people they interview to admit things that nobody else has admitted before. Um, and I just I think Bomani and Dan Levitar are two of the smarter people talking about sports. And when there's issues affecting you know race or like like Fidel Castro dying, like issues in the world also. They also, I think, uh, have sort of a more sober and responsible analysis than most of us sports idiots do. Mm-hmm. So, and they're not afraid. It's not like listening to Matthew Barry or um, Mike and Mike or some other idiots at ESPN who are like so like vanilla as to say nothing of substance. You know, they're not afraid to say real things. So. Right. Make fun of me. I don't care. It's good. Okay. It's what's number nine? Right, well, what's your number ten? Oh, my number ten is Heavyweight. It's a new Gimlet podcast by Jonathan Goldstein. It's really good. It's a my number one podcast last year's Mystery Show, which was canceled, is no longer on the list. They just took, I guess it took too long for the host, Starly Klein, to make new ones, and they gave up on her. And so that podcast is gone. And this is essentially just the new mystery show that they did with a different guy. The problem is he does, like, the NPR, like, the way nobody would ever talk, like, my wallet plump with bills would, you know, like, he has to explain everything, like he's writing the great American novel during this podcast. But I really Uh, like Goldstein. So should I listen to this podcast? What's it called? Oh, yeah, you'd love it. If you like him, you'd be obsessed Uh, with it. It's called Heavyweight. Heavyweight. All right. I'm adding it to my list right now. Okay. Should I just start from the first one? or? Yeah, yeah, there's not that many. There's only like 10. All right. oh, okay, oh, good. Easy. All the better. All right, well, uh, number, what's your number nine? My number nine is Accused. I think Antonio Mazzaro turned me on to this. It's a story from a Cincinnati, uh, what's their newspaper there? Inquirer? Yeah. The B? I think I could do like all the city's newspapers. The B is in Sacramento. I, was I know. I'm pretty sure like if you tested me on the major city newspapers, I could get it. Okay, I'll start with an easy one, Atlanta. Uh, the the Journal and Constitution. Yeah, AJC. Yeah. All right. Des Moines. Register. Yeah. Now that's one we only know, of course, because of politics. All right. You want to give me one? Seattle. The Post Intelligencer, I think. Yeah. Well, there was I think two, and the other one died, but I'm I forget which one died. Okay. Uh, San Diego. Oh, San Diego. I'm not sure if I know that one. Um, uh, I don't know. I've been there a couple times in the last couple of years. I don't know what San Diego. 
I don't remember. Union no. News, maybe? Union Tribune? Union News? The, the only thing I remember is when I was at my uncle's house in San Diego, I was reading the sports section and like a big Sunday newspaper, you know, classic, like 30 yeah. page sports section. No, N- no NHL standings in the San Diego yeah. newspaper. The NHL does not exist in San Diego. Well, the NFL is not going to exist soon either. So that's true. That's true. And that's really the way that we know all these papers, really, is from sports. Of course. That's how I know yeah, everything. Yeah. How do I know, like, every city in Europe? Because, like, Stau Bucharest is, like, a Romanian soccer team. Most sports fans think that Tampa Bay is the name of a city in Florida. Most people yeah. in America think that because of sports. There's no city called Tampa Bay. Yes. Uh, so then anyway, the podcast is called The Cues. It's, it's about – it's, you know, similar to Serial. It's a, it's a whodunit of, a, a, you know, a dead girl gets murdered and did the right person get uh, convicted for it and stuff like that. It's very good. It's – I would say it's m- m- the least pretentious of any of these shows possible. It's very straightforward. You know, she's like learning on the job, not a professional podcaster, maybe inserts herself a little more than she should, but it's, it's earnest. It's, she's likable, unlike Jonathan Goldstein. Okay. All right. My number nine is On the Media with Bob Garfield and Brooke Gladstone. It's a podcast that, you know, it's uh... – I'm like – I'm half asleep just hearing the name of that podcast. <laughs> Uh, it's it's really good. They you know they discuss media coverage of other events. Obviously, in the, you know election 2016, they had a lot to discuss. They also do these sort of flashback bits where uh, Bob Garfield, in particular, gives these really aggressive you know what uh, Sarah Palin would call gotcha journalism. But he gives these really aggressive interviews to uh, to you know ne'er do wells you know like CEOs of corrupt companies and things like that. Mm-hmm. But but he asks really tough questions that you never hear, um, and and it, it actually it's very valuable. For example. Um, uh, Glenn, uh, what's his name? The Fox News guy, the conspiracy guy, went to the blaze. Beck. Yeah, thank you. He's so, like you a know, Democrat Glenn, now. Yeah. So, well, so Glenn Beck, it, it, yeah, he's become very anti-Trump. I'm, I'm shocked a- you didn't know the blaze, considering you're Tommy Lahren's number one fan. <laughs> uh, so, you just so go Glenn straight Bla- to Facebook yeah. for her stuff. So Glenn Beck came on on the media with Bob Garfield and had a really intense and passionate discussion, but it, you know, it was very helpful. Also, after the election, Garfield and Gladstone themselves, the two hosts, got into it. So I like when people, you know, are unafraid to uh, speak uh, aggressively, but but you know, not not in like a, not in like a trolley way, not like Tammy, whatever her name is. But um, yeah, so I like on the media. But yeah, uh, I like you pretend you don't even know Tommy Laren's name. No, I, I oh Laren, that's it. I know she spells it T A M I, right? T O M I. Okay, yeah, I know. You, just, I, you have it tabbed. You don't have to type it in at the time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what's your number eight? Or do I do my number eight? How we do you? Uh, you do eight. Okay. All right. So everybody had. Uh, Keeping it 1600 on their lists, that was the, um, you know, that Yeah, was a lot the, of our listeners had it too. Yeah, uh, sorry listeners and sorry other people's lists. That show is not good. Um, I, I listened to it a lot. I quit right after the election. And the reason I bring it up is because I Quit after the election. I feel like that's, you gave them your business already. <laughs> well, uh, but I have a much better podcast uh, related to the same topic, which is the 538's Politics Podcast. First of all, oh, people um, have that one also. I think. On okay, so I, yeah, so Jody Avergan, Claire Malone, Harry Enten, Nate Silver. Uh, the the first of all, what I like about it is, look, nobody's fooling themselves. You understand that people have biases, but keeping it sixteen hundred is so openly partisan, and five thirty eight politics is not. Um, there's no question that probably they probably voted for Hillary Clinton, but probably they, there's like, there's not one person in the entire like that circle of media that did not vote for Hillary Clinton. But the point is, but they don't discuss that on the on the podcast. They're I know, not open. But the, the idea that you'd say they probably all voted for Hillary Clinton makes you like not a reliable narrator. No, but but my point is that they are discussing it objectively. It would be a scandal if one of them voted for Donald Trump. They would get fired well, no, immediately. No, no, first of all, they actually discussed who they voted for, and most of them did not vote for anybody. Actually, 
and they were quite But that just means they're further to the left of Hillary and that they were Bernie or Busty. No, 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 no. It's that because they are reporters, they don't think it's their role to Oh, vote. that's, well, that's a totally, that's a, that's a totally separate thing. Yeah, well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Um, Same thing so, with me. I, because I'm, you know, a podcaster, I, I want to keep it, you know, yeah. <laughs> 1600 or 50-50. Uh, yeah, so, so the 538th Politics Podcast, it was, it's very smart. It's very funny. Harry Enten is everybody's favorite Jew from Riverdale. Uh, you know, he likes to, uh, to drink his A&W cream soda. Um, it just – I thought it was better than keeping it 1600. Again, it was more sober, less partisan, and um, just has more credibility because it's not, you know, a cheerleader for one side or the other. So. Uh-huh. So and I don't I'm still, have, listening. I'm still yeah. listening to something after the election. Oh, that, I guess that's a big endorsement. I, I couldn't pay me to listen to an election podcast at this point. Uh, my number eight is an old uh, Warhorse Radio Lab. Not much interesting to say. You know, they always just bring it. There's always like five, seven episodes a year uh, that people re- – they made a new podcast called Making It Perfect. Maybe it was like a Supreme Court show. I heard one of them, but some people really love it. Oh, Supreme Court show. Hold on. I need to write this down. Making It Perfect? I'll, I'll, yeah, something like that. Just Google Radio Lab Supreme Court show. I, I'm, this is really for you. You're just getting all yeah. this info. And number seven, um, I have a Revisionist History. That's the Malcolm Gladwell oh. show. I think that's – why, is that your number seven too? Yeah. So we, okay. we, we, have, a, we have an exact match. Okay. Um, I, you know, it was really good. I, he's a little bit over the top with some of his takes. But I hate I, – I really came to the uh, realization recently that I hate cold takes or people who don't issue takes. So, you know, come and, you know, bring the fire, Malcolm Gladwell, even if it's something stupid like you're a bad person if you go to, you know, Bard. Well, nobody or had a hotter what... take than your take last week. What was my podcast. take? You said that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo will be the starting quarterback. Oh, yeah, 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 that Brady's not going to be the, the Patriots, Patriots quarterback. Tom Brady this offseason. Or he'll retire. I did say that. Yeah. Or trade, cut, yeah. retire. I've got three options. That's insane. All right, so I mean, here's my issue with Gladwell, and I think I've discussed this before. Like, he's very much like a pop scientist or whatever you want to call it. Like, He's a well, the podcast works well. If if you know you're yeah. lying on him for your hard science, then you probably yeah. But, but I think real scientists get really mad because he writes these books like Blink and Tipping Point. Good, but we so- don't know anything. We're two dummies that we're we're eating it up hook, line, and sinker. Fine. Yeah, well, I'm not that much of a dummy because uh, I don't buy his bullshit. But no, but the podcast it's is number really seven on your list. Same as mine. You know, he has like what like he has a whole episode about you know sort of the immorality of donating money to large universities. Which is I agree with that. Time. Oh, I agree with that. I'm I I went on a whole rant. I think I mentioned this maybe on the Seinfeld podcast about like a particular charity in like the yeah. world we come yeah, from yeah. that was like, and it's not even that big. It's just like a little too big yeah. for its britches. But then, again, but then you have to, so the, he had the whole episode where he talked about, you know, two identical universities with similar rankings, et cetera, et cetera. And one of them has decided that in order to give as much financial aid as possible, their dorms are not as nice, their cafeterias are not as nice, their gym yeah. is not as nice. And they're suffering in terms of recruitment, and so they're going down the rankings because of that. Because ask yourself honestly, if you were 17 and choosing a college and the two are identical in every single way, but mm. one of them, the dorms are way nicer and the food is way nicer. Which I would go back to college now if you told me there was a school with, like, legendary food like that. Yeah, so, so it, it is really hard, you know. You know By the way, just the, the idea of having, like, two really good gourmet meals a day, I, I can't even, like, you can't even put a price on that. <laughs> and I don't know uh, how to yeah. cook, so I'm literally, like, I'm in, like, food jail. In my life, yeah. you know, I really know I'm never going to learn how to cook. I have no interest in learning how to cook. But like yeah. the only thing I could do is like have snacks or like heat up something. But that gets old yeah. until unless I feel like anything. I have to like beg my wife for lunch well, and dinner every you night. You can't make anything. You can't make like eggs. No, I can't make eggs. I'm sure <laughs> I could figure it out, but I, I don't make it. Well, let's see how low we get. Can you make toast? Yes, I can make toast. I can make pancakes, but like I haven't in a long time. But I used to make pancakes um, I can heat up noodles. If you can fry like pancake batter, why can't mm-hmm. you fry an egg? 
I probably could. I would just, I, I'm not yeah. saying I'm, yeah. I'm incapable yeah. of learning how to cook an egg. I've just never done it. Again, I went straight from college to married life, and I never, I, I'm not self sufficient in and, many and ways. Yeah. And what? <laughs> But no, but but also I think part of it also is like you are very proudly somebody, not just somebody who can't figure out how to do things. You refuse to follow. You refuse to attempt to follow the directions. Like you don't want to know. Like if I give a recipe, you don't want to read the recipe and try and figure it out. Like you don't I want to. I wish know how I to... could listen. I wish I was the greatest chef in the world. Even though cooking no, to me is no, kind of stupid. Because when it came to podcasts, you're like, I don't want to read the instructions of how to edit or upload a podcast. I don't even want to. I, I wish I could do it, but I know my strengths and weaknesses, and it's mostly weaknesses, unfortunately. Yeah, but following straightforward directions is not a skill. I'm very – it is. It is a skill, and I'm very bad at it. I get flustered. You can't become and I can't become a gourmet chef, but we can each follow the directions when it's explicit. You know, take half a cup of sugar, pour it into the bowl, then mix it with, you know, a cup of oil. Like, you know, you can follow explicit directions. I guess. Yeah. I'm giving you more credit than you deserve. Probably. We need to have your wife on here to discuss this. I think we did say, like, right after the Super Bowl, I think our wives have to just do a show. Well, some of our listeners have talked about that. I don't know how they're going to get it. The problem is, like, my wife, she is really no filter. Like, she's going to say, like, terrible, embarrassing things about me. I'm never going to be able to come back on this podcast, probably. <laughs> but that's okay. Oh, now I'm all of a sudden much more interested. Oh, I'm, I, 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 like, I, I would like, could we have a crazy off between our wives also? Well, I mean... I thought your wife just took a massive lead with, um, you know, what you said on the Seinfeld podcast. What I say? You said that your wife doesn't let you when you push kids on the streets in Manhattan. No, in the the heights where we lived, where she knew like the supers in our building and the building next to us like weren't super careful because she saw how ours put our air in. But we also like don't walk under the airs. Literally, not that crazy. Not a single person in New York City has ever been killed by a falling air conditioner. As you and Rob, as you and Rob discovered when you Googled it last week, right? Right. Yeah, we couldn't find one. That's true. Your wife, not only does she ban you from walking too close to buildings at all times, anywhere. Right. In case you're be no, just with the kids. She wants me to walk under yeah. them if oh, I'm alone. By yourself. Sure, yeah. Well, because she's got the life insurance. But then she spied on you when you were pushing the kids around. And then she, oh, well, she didn't she, spy on me. We came home at the same time and she saw me. Like, she spied on me. She saw me from a car. And not she like you walking She wasn't, like, looking out the window. And she said you're walking too close to the buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you know, there's some stuff going on in my house right now. Uh, you know, we got three kids under four. So, mm-hmm. you know, my, my wife is on high alert for a bunch of stuff, but but she would never do something that crazy, I don't think. Right. I think but a I, crazy off would really be good. I know it's kind of hacky, but yeah. like to right, say, so oh, my we'll, wife is crazy. We'll but we're going to wait till January probably, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, number six on my list is uh, – because number seven, we have the same one. As I said, I have uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History. Number six is You Must Remember This by mm. Karina Longworth. Mm-hmm. First of all, you've got to give her props. Like the amount of work that one person does on this podcast because I don't think she has a team behind her the way like – No, Gladwell, it's tremendous. Was, I don't know she, like – are there a lot of ads on that show? I mean I've definitely listened a bunch of times, but I haven't paid attention. Are there she, advertisements? Yeah, she, does, she does have ads, yeah. But she, because that's right? like a full-time job. You're right. Produces it. it. It's it sounds really good. Um, you know, since you said that we're not allowed to mention a female podcast host without insulting her voice, you know that was one of your rules before we came on the air. <laughs> so I will say, thing that is a slight, slight, slight annoyance to me is mm-hmm. she sort of, and a lot of people do this. She sort of takes her politics for granted as the listener's politics, mm-hmm. and I agree with her politics to the extent that she's expressed them on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, but I. I I, I would I would prefer the podcast to be a bit removed from that so that it could be accessible to people who might disagree with our politics. Now maybe mm-hmm. somebody who disagrees would listen and not have a problem. Yeah. Maybe a lot of a lot of a lot of alt right like a lot of alt right people listen to like the twelve stories about Elizabeth Taylor from nineteen thirty seven. They're like, oh man, no, but, I just wish I just wish you you know you threw in some Pepe references unless her podcast was so good that about something that I knew almost nothing about, which is sort of it's Hollywood history, but it's really yeah. it's more than that because it's American history. Trumbo. Trumbo 
because I listened to her podcasts, like a whole series of them, and learned so much of the blacklist, I'm like, well, yeah. I got to see this movie now and sort of see, you know, what the movie's take on it is. Yeah, no, so, I didn't see it, but I hear he's like the worst fielder in Major League Baseball. So yeah. I, did, uh, I would say that, yeah, I got it. Um, I would say that Karina Longworth is possibly my uh, podcast MVP for the year 2016. Yeah, she's but fantastic. It hasn't been on for a while, so it really wasn't on my my podar, my radar, but uh, it, yeah. it definitely should have been my honorable mentions. This was, I believe, a 2015 podcast, but. If you haven't heard it still, we may have even mentioned it last year in the top 10, but like her series of the Manson family, uh, you know, killings, the whole Manson family thing, which was, I think, 12 parts is like the best podcasting that's ever been done, basically. Uh, So definitely go back and listen to that, if nothing else. Some of the Hollywood stuff, like I don't listen, like sometimes I'll skip a whole series, which is like six months because I just don't care. I appreciate how much she cares about it. but To me, some of it seems like pretty light and like i don't i don't care that much about old school hollywood history i would much rather hear about stories from like the 70s and 80s but i thought i didn't care at all until i listened to her podcast which is what makes it so good that it you know that no it is amazing yeah 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 Yeah, no no uh uh, that from a podcast they put in a lot of work to a podcast where they put in very little work uh i have the bill simmons podcast at number six oh Uh, i have it at number five (laughs) okay i you know i I think it was much. It was a different podcast. First of all, last year it was probably like two or three or on my list last year. But the problem is like he doesn't have as many interesting guests anymore. And the big problem is that he has Mike Lombardi, who's oh, so uh, we both agree is just a total zero in yeah. life and in podcast. But you know what? We still listen to it, so that's why it's so high on this list. When he has a new episode, it's one of the first time. No, to I well, I'll list. tell you what. The reason it's number six, it fell out of the top five, is because when the cousin Sal episodes come on, I listen yeah. to them right away. But yeah. I don't listen to the Friday shows anymore. You quit the whole thing because of Lombardi. Yeah, because I'm not super interested in Joe House, and I'm not interested in Mike Lombardi, so I'll listen. And I'm willing to skip. I used to always listen to every, every single one. But, like, he had Gucci Mane on, and I don't know anything about Gucci Mane. He so had Mallory Rubin on this week. I, and I that. listened to that because he kept talking yeah. about how great it was, and it was great. She was really good. Well, she's really good. Her, like, baseball – her takes of, like, Baltimore sports I could care less about, but she's uh-huh. great for Game of Thrones. So oh, yeah, I'm you hate – you said you don't want any women talking about any city sports. <laughs> You tell me, but no, yeah, she was really good. If someone wants to listen to that, she like knocked it out of the park uh, last week on that yeah, podcast. Great, great. Yeah, her, her and Dave Concepcion. Yeah, you know, I'm sad that Game of Thrones is gone, partly because of all the peripheral Game of Thrones related media that I, uh, you know, suggest. Yeah, it's probably better for you. It's probably better yeah. for you long term. Okay, so what's number five on your list? Uh, number five on my list is Comedy Bang Bang. Probably its weakest yeah. year in like five or six years, um, but it, you know, it still brings the heat. And they also had like a live tour, so I. I like subscribed to Hal just to hear those and then unsubscribed. I was thinking recently, like sometimes I'll subscribe to something and like I don't need it. So I'll pay for a month or I'll get a trial subscription, but I don't want it. Like I want to see one thing on it and then I want to cancel it. Yeah. But then every once in a while, my wife will be like, do you have like four Netflix subscriptions? <laughs> like I feel like I, I like I cancel half the things and then I'm not maybe not canceling the other things. And I'm probably just like paying for like four Hulus and seven Netflixes. And I don't even realize. So after last year's podcast, when you ranked a uh, comedy doing really high, so I listened to a whole bunch of them, got into it. And then I decided to get into the TV show version. Right. Yeah. But the problem is it's a show that's been on the air for a few years and it's an everyday show. So there were literally like, no, it's not an everyday show. It's a once a week show. All I can tell you is on Netflix, they had well over, I think it was like well over one or 200 episodes. No, I think they did 110 total. So last year they would have had like 80. Well, whatever it is. Because he, he mentioned recently, because they just canceled it. He mentioned they did 110 episodes. Okay. Well, it seemed like more because I spent the entire month of January powering through those things one after That's another. That's crazy because I don't like the show and I've only seen a few of them. Well, after a while, it killed me. It was not the kind of show you can binge like the that. The show so. and the podcast are, I mean, sometimes they'll have like characters on, the ones that... You they can actually, like, show yeah. in show form because some of them are, like, yeah. too ridiculous, like a two-foot-tall person. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't 
I, you know, I, I never really got into the show. Well, but what I liked about the show also is that it was half an hour versus an hour and a half each time. Right. The podcast can be long. The truth is with the Comedy Bang Bang podcast, it's great. They do um, a best of, uh, best 15, like, you know, sketch, like best 15 moments of the year. So just listen the last two weeks of every year where they do the top 15. You don't have to listen to every single one unless you like love the people who are on it. Um, all right. So number four on my list, I have Slate's Whistle Stop with John Dickerson. Mm-hmm. I think I might have mentioned this last year. He would tell these very interesting stories about uh, political presidential campaign history going back, you know, literally to the 18th century. And then he turned it into a book, Whistle Stop, which came out last year or this year, earlier this year. And now he's sort of converted the podcast a little bit now that he's got the book and he sort of did all a lot of the stories already. So now he's going to not campaigning, but presidents themselves serving as president. And he just... It's a really, really, really well done history podcast. He, 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 even things that you think you know a lot about, like the Cuban Missile Crisis, you'll hear about a whole new angle of it. So, uh, and I'm a huge John Dickerson fan in, in any role. You know, I, I like his other podcast that he's on, the, the, the Gab Fest, the Slate Political Gab Fest. I like, you know, him on Face the Nation. I like when he's a, a moderator in political debates. So, big John Dickerson fan and big Slate Whistle Stop fan. Uh, yeah, you told me to listen to them. I listened to a few that were really interesting, but I, I got a little politics out this summer. But I, the ones I listened to were totally, if that sounds interesting to you, it was very well done. Yeah, but they're history, so he's not talking about Trump and Hillary. He's talking no, about no, no, I know, but still, it was like uh, it was like too much already. But yeah, the one where the guy who's the guy who like has the mistress. What's that guy's name? Miller Fillmore out. You said. Yeah, what's the mistress guy from the one of the whistle stop episodes? He has a mistress and he gets caught, and then he has to like stop running. He was like the leading can- uh, either Republican or Democratic candidate like early in the summer, and I forget his name. But anyway, that was interesting. That was a good one. Was it? I think it was Warren Harding, wasn't it? Is that what you're talking about? No, don't be dumb. It was like someone who's not famous. He's oh. still alive. Oh, you're talking about 1988? Yeah. Gary, it was Gary Hart and Donna Rice. Gary Hart, Gary Hart, Gary Hart. Gary Hart told the media, like, oh, why don't you follow me? And you'll see there's nothing. And then they followed him and they saw him with Donna. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number four is Reply All. I love her. They, they'll have like five episodes a year that are pure genius. I did complain to them earlier this year that they had one episode that was literally ripped from a New York Times article that I had read. So I was like, oh, this sounds really familiar. And it was like they even like interviewed the same people. It was like a rerun. But... In general, they're amazing. They did this thing where, like, they took calls from the audience for 48 hours. They got, like, they claim they got, like, 150,000 calls or something insane like that. Uh, the other weird thing is I've listened to every episode of the show. I even listened, used to listen to, like, the old version, which was called TLDR. And I don't know who's who. I don't know which one is uh, Alex and which one is the other guy whose name I'm forgetting now. And I'm sure everyone else does. We have listeners who've told us they don't know which one of us is which. Oh, I'm the smart one. Yeah, so I, I, think... was so, I was so insulted. I'm like, people are confusing me with Akiva. People like thought I was a Jets fan, and yeah, they didn't know what. Was we, like. I, I'd like to think that our voices are much different, but maybe they're not, and our opinions are much different. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I understand that concept. Wait, so uh, can you also? I want to know the best episodes of Reply All because I saw, I see that on everybody's lists. Yeah. So send me. A, you have to send me a list of what are what give me the best episodes, and I'll give you the best episodes of All that right. show. Okay. All right. All right. A uh, number three. Yeah. What's your number three? My number three is Pardon My Take. I've come to the point where it is a little repetitive and if you, I guess if people don't know what it is and it's one of the most popular podcasts on the internet and it's like PFT commenter and uh, big cat. They, it's basically a parody NFL show. The problem is like sometimes their fake takes are, are like the real, are like my real takes or like, like I've been saying on the Seinfeld podcast, like I'm, we're um, soldiers in the uh, war on the war on Christmas for like years. And now PFT commenter says it. So yeah. not that he's like listening and hearing my ideas, but just the idea, yeah, like, he's a joker, and I'm, like, having these, uh, the same ideas as him. Oh, and and I wanted to have Shkreli on the second Shkreli got big, and they had Shkreli on the podcast. I was upset about that. 
Yeah. Well, my problem with that, I think I told you, is that PFT commentator is so smart in his parody on the internet, and he, yeah. it's what's smart about it is how he so perfectly portrays such a moron. Mm-hmm. But he's too slick when you hear him like verbally over the podcast. He sounds too smart and well spoken, and you know he has he's too witty to be PFT commentator. PFT but commentator no, BFT commentator, the writer, and then the Twitter plays a different character on the show. It's a different character. It's yeah, but that's the, what I'm saying. I, I don't like guy. I don't like the character on the podcast. Okay, but anyway, they do some really funny things, like the Chris Berman like two minutes thing to open up every Monday. Show is really great. Um, sometimes their interviews are fantastic. Sometimes they'll really so, have like. It probably is weird as a football fan that that I'm not listening to what listen to this, right? Yeah, you should listen. Like you could always like, hey, that guest doesn't interest me. I'm going to skip. But you should listen to I think at least the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of every show. That's like really the the uh, uh, crux. And they do like some really good. Uh, they like if they um, have a guest in studio, they do exit interviews, which are really funny because they had like they do them in their like it's like they have a big office, and they have like one bathroom. And so it's like one bathroom and like it's them two and like the videographer guy and then their guest. So it's like they had Peter King in just their bathroom and like doing like really inappropriate bits. It's really it's really funny. You should actually like everyone, even if you don't listen to the podcast, everyone should check out. They had Katie Nolan. They had some like really good. They had two of the uh, they had Spencer Hawes and some other big white dude on the Bobcats. Now the Hornets, I guess. And uh, it was it was very PFT like pulled a knife on them at one point. It was really funny. So that's my number three. What's your number three? Uh, my number three smallest podcast on the list. Uh, it's uh, two annoying uh, Jewish nerds, uh, Alex Chester and Akiva Wienerker. Oh, uh, you're familiar with <laughs> Why do you put your own show? Can you put something else on? It's so stupid. Why? And we I didn't make any progress. We were number three on your list last year also. <laughs> these are the podcasts I'm recommending people Do you to think we're to? a better podcast than you must remember this? Objectively? Like for no, we are not better produced. I didn't put my. <laughs> well, not, no, we're definitely not. not. We're definitely not better edited. I'm not the 2016 podcast MVP. Karina Longworth is. Mm-hmm. But which podcast am I more interested in personally? I'm more interested in 32 fans. <laughs> oh great! <laughs> this is my list. You know what? If I was Jerry Seinfeld, I'd probably have Seinfeld number one on my TV show list. That would be funny if he had like uh, made about you number one. <laughs> All right. Well, we do know he likes Paul Reiser. All right, uh, my number two podcast, you're not going to like this either. Uh, not that I'm in it, but I do, uh, I do get a mention from time to time. It's the Seinfeld, the Postal Recap. Oh, we fell down. We lost our crown. Last year we were number one on your list. I think my top three is the same. I think just one and two switched their order. Oh, no. I, what, what, what can we do better next year to get back to number one on your list? Stop being so mean to me. <laughs> we got a message recently that you've gotten, like, someone was binging the Seinfeld show from episode one, and they said that you've gotten much meaner to Chester over time. And I, like, told them, like, hey, I didn't know him so well when we started the podcast in June of 2014. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, you guys are the best Seinfeld podcast out there. Yeah, I the Deadspin.com wrote that this year. Yeah, they did. And they said that 32 fans was the 147th best football podcast yeah, out there. Yeah, that, that was shots fired by them. Yeah, all right. Uh, uh, my number two is, I actually, I was looking for my list of, from last year to see, like, if I, if I was forgetting anything. And I found a, a G-chat from me to you in March saying, I found my number one podcast of 2016 already. And this was, like, March yeah. 11th. I said, I've binged, like, all 120 of them. Oh, but now it's number two. But now it's liar. number two because something, uh, yeah, something else came up. Yeah. But a Hollywood Handbook, really one of one of the goats of podcasting history. Um, it's just so good. I, I there's not there's not really a way to explain it other than it's a comedy show. The, yeah. uh, Sean Clements, one of the two hosts, is 
the fastest wit of anybody in Hollywood. He's just he has such like a unique way of speaking and is so clever. It's almost like I I don't know. It, they're they're so amazing. And at this point, they sort of interviewed all their friends. So the podcast is in a slightly weird place where they're either having like the Julie Klausners and the Tom Sharplings back for like the tenth time. Like they've said themselves, like they've kind of run out of friends um, to to have on the show. So it's a little different. They used to do segments. They've basically completely stopped. And now every episode just has like a, a, a ridiculous theme. Um, but uh, it's it's so good. I can't recommend it higher enough. If you are semi-interested, if you're from the Robbins podcast world, Cochran's been on two episodes. So you should check those out. They're really good. Um, so why is it on number one? Because of Doughboys? Or am I? Hey, spoil well, it? Don't spoil it. Now you got to cut that out. <laughs> All right, so what's your number one podcast? Now? All right, fine. So uh, my number one is Doughboys. I had never – I didn't know it in March when I sent you that G-chat, but I truly fell in love. I, I couldn't love Doughboys anymore. It's the only podcast that not only have I listened to every episode, but I went back and I'm, I'm like halfway through a re-listen of, of Doughboys. It's, it's incredible, the chemistry between the two hosts. It's, it's like if the two of us were funny. Uh, that's what it would be like because they they le- they legitimately hate each other uh, most of the time. It's you know this past week on the, like they literally canceled the podcast this this week uh, for like an hour of the episode and spent the rest of the podcast like not discussing the restaurant. It's a show in case anyone doesn't know. It's a show where they analyze a chain rest different chain restaurant every week. Um, like they spent the last hour of of the of the final episode of this year like getting back together. Like they canceled the show and then they had to like uncancel it and it wasn't scripted like it was there was clearly like awkwardness and anger and um but it was so good it wasn't scripted well no it's not scripted i'm saying not like a script but you think it wasn't planned no it definitely wasn't planned like uh, he said uh, uh mitch said something that set nick weiger off and it was uh the whole thing's character sort of isn't it no hollywood handbook is characters doughboys is not characters no, at all not literally characters but they're like playing like exaggerate no right. no uh, doughboys they're totally themselves Totally straight. All right. And yeah, and uh, I don't know if you have an episode of the year, but I do. And uh, Hollywood Handbook went on Doughboys, and it was probably the best thing that happened to me in 2016. It was definitely, it was the highlight of my entire year. No question. My wife could have a baby this week, and it would still be the highlight of my year. No, first of all, you told me that you cried out of joy when Trump got elected. So what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Still, it would be better, even if I was the world's biggest Trump supporter. Hollywood Handbook, meaning Doughboys. It was better than Flintstones meet the Jetstones. It was, it was amazing. Flintstones? All right, got it. Flintstones um, right, meet right. the Jetsons. I just like... All right, so I, I, think, I think this was number two on my list last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Slate's the gist. Uh, it's funny the way that you were describing one of the guys on Hollywood Handbook, because that's what I think about Mike Pesca. It's hard to describe it the way he talks. He's very witty. And- Should we have a wit-off between Sean Clements and Mike Pesca? Because Pesca's going down. No, I don't think he is. I think that Pesca, you know, he's also on um, the uh, the Slate uh, Hang Up and Listen, which is another good podcast mm-hmm. to listen to. He's just – the reason that I feel a little bit bad giving him number one and the reason I'm giving Kareem along with the MVP award this year is I mm-hmm. want to punish him because Pesca was so certain that Hillary was going to win the election. Like, it, So just if you don't know, the gist is a, it's a 20-minute podcast every day. It's a news podcast, but he has a bunch of bits, very, very funny, um, and he has sort of recurring guests. He's very, very smart. Very, very punny, but in a good way, which is almost impossible to do. Like, the, the degree of difficulty to do puns and not be terrible is very high, but he's, he somehow surpasses that. But um, he's a news podcast, so obviously he talks a lot about the election, or did up until the election. And he was so, not dismissive, but so reassuring of the fact that Hillary was going to win, and people who are worried about it, don't worry, she, she's, she's going to win, and 90% likelihood, you know, okay, it's technically possible she would lose, but it's virtually impossible. 
and even at certain points when everybody else in the Twitter sphere and everybody else I know was like completely having meltdowns and freaking out, he would openly say, oh, you're all being ridiculous. And, and I actually, I tweeted to him about two days before the election. I said, so, you know, there's the famous scene at the end of Animal House when Kevin Bacon is screaming, you know, as complete chaos is going around him, all remain calm, all is well. And I tweeted at Pesca and I said, is Pesca the only sane person in a world of lunatics right now? Or is he Kevin Bacon at the end of Animal House? In other words, he's telling everybody to calm down, but he's actually wrong. It is chaos. And I was sort of joking because I thought, well, obviously he's the first one. And it turns out he was the second one. So I'm not giving you my MVP award because he gets docked for um, lulling me. Did he apologize to you? No, he acknowledged it. Oh, did he apologize to me personally? (laughs) He came over for tea. He said he was sorry. No, um, but he's his podcast is 20 minutes a day. Could not recommend it highly enough. Um, it, you know, it covers. He, he's he's a huge sports fan, a huge Mets fan in particular. Um, so there's a lot of sports in it as well. Oh, he sounds he really great. I already it. see. I didn't. I so last year, like I tried to get to get you into some of my podcasts, and you weren't super interested. And you tried to make me listen to this, and it was totally fine. And I like him, but it wasn't anything. Like I I stopped. Like I deleted the subscription after a certain amount of time. Um, but now that I know he's a Met fan, like he's like I said. A Met fan on death row, I like more than like my best friend who would be like you know a Philadelphia Phillies fan. Not that I would be friends well, with Philadelphia. Phil- one of our mutual friends mm. uh, is a very serious Mets fan, uh, Mr. Ofsenensky, mm-hmm. and his sister, who yeah. presumably was also raised uh, you know in the faith, but unfortunately she intermarried, or so I can assume, because she posted on Facebook today a picture of herself and her kids at Yankee Stadium, decked out from head to toe in Yankees things, smiling from ear to ear, as if there's nothing wrong with, you know, with Kurt Schilling with his Nazi memorabilia, like, as if there's nothing wrong with what she's doing. Did she marry a, uh, I'm sorry, Av, that we're discussing your sister on the podcast, um, did she marry a Mets fan? <laughs> well, uh, did she marry a Mets fan? I mean, a Yankees mean? fan? Did she marry a Yankees well, fan? I would assume so. I mean, nothing justifies, you know, such such behavior, but but I, I assume that's the reason. I don't know. So I just posted a comment on her picture. Everybody's like, you know, all her friends, you know, because she's – it's weird that I'm even friends with this sister on Facebook because sure. not really <laughs> – Yeah. Did she even know you were when you posted? You're like uh, – yeah, you know, she like knew phone who dis you? you know, in high school, I used to go to sleepovers or whatever. Oh, you know, I, I didn't, know, school, so. didn't know where that was going. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, just saying. Like I, I've been in their house when she was like she's okay. younger. Like she was like twelve, and she saw me around the house. Is it? An, I don't older. know. Is, is it an older sister, or younger sister? No, she's younger. Um, not that much younger. Like you know, she's. All right, we don't have to like discuss her whole life here. That but is, I, the, yeah, the, the, the point is, so yeah. she has all her friends saying, "Oh, lol, so cute," or uh, you know, lols or hearts yeah. or whatever the hell idiots write on Facebook. And you did like the kids. Facebook vomit thing. <laughs> no, I I just said, "Av, what is happening with your family?" Because, again, yeah. it seems like something terrible has happened to his family, and I'm yeah. concerned. Uh, I haven't checked Facebook. I don't know if I got any responses. Uh, he probably got blocked from four different people. <laughs> um, no, it's upsetting. I would feel like if my – like, my sister is ostensibly a big Jets fan. If she, like, married, you know, a Cowboys fan and started rooting for the Cowboys, I would disown her. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, I assume – I'm going to assume for her sake. It's not like she was a huge Mets fan and converted. I'm sure she was just sort of ambivalent. Well, obviously. It's, yeah, like, I'll take one for the but team. Still, but, but yeah, but I don't know. You, you can take one for the team. Like, I'll root for Michigan because my wife. But if my wife wanted me to root for Notre Dame, I, I once went out with my friend and his wife, and he, they're both Met fans, and she was wearing a St. Louis Cardinals hat. And I said, no, it's too soon. This was like a couple years ago. So I'm like, it's only, you know. Too soon it, from 2006, you mean? Yeah, too soon. I didn't, I said, you got to switch hats. I made her switch hats. I mean, she didn't. She could care less what I had to say. But I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going out with you like this. She's like, all right, leave. Who cares? When my um, wife and I were still dating, I purchased um, a Ohio State Buckeyes hat just because I thought it was cute. The Buckeye, like mm-hmm. just like I just liked yeah. the look of the hat. And she yeah. got so mad. She said, "If I didn't return it, uh, we were done." So yeah, I, if my if so- someone gave my kids Yankee stuff and I didn't let them take it home, 
Oh, some, well, <laughs> can I tell you a true story here? Uh, a friend of mine from law school who will go name. By the way, if you like, if you really want to like mess over somebody's kid, then if let's say like your, your kid is a big Vikings fan. If I bought your son like 20 Jets toys, he'd probably become a Jets fan. Well, I just wouldn't let him have it because I'm about to tell you. Hey, but uh, I would give them to him so he would see them. He wouldn't like – he would be hysterical. It would be like the truck thing all over again. Yeah. Well, so I'm trying to – And then you, Jen I'm, would be there and then she would be like, no, you have to let him keep them. What are you, a monster? You're taking away his toys? Well, speaking about monsters, a guy I went to law school with and was mm-hmm. friendly with is the only person who's ever given me Yankees gear. When my first son was born, he gave me a Yankees onesie as a gift. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, that guy is currently in jail for child pornography. <laughs> Did you frame him for giving the Yankee stuff? No, but I'm just saying, 100% of people, this is yes. anecdotal evidence, yes. but 100% of people... I think it's a representative people, sample. Yeah, who give people Yankees gifts for their children are, are pedophiles. Ah, Literally. interesting. He's, he's in jail. He's in federal. If you Google him, the first thing you will come don't up Google with right him. now... I, would, I don't Google any of that. Like, don't Google, like, yeah. The, 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 no, the it's not funny. It's actually terrible and disgusting. No, it's not funny. It's not funny. But the fact that he's a Yankees fan, totally yeah. unsurprising. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Right, that's what I said. The... the the worst Mets, Mets fan I still like more than the Yankee fan. Should I run through our uh, some of the listeners or just people who interact on Twitter's uh, – I don't want to, like, accuse anybody of listening to the show. Um, uh, their, their lists. Yeah, let me hear some more good podcasts. All right, so uh, Millennial Max, he had the yep. Seinfeld show at number one. I meant to say, like, don't include Brothers of Pockets and Post Show Recaps, but I forgot. Uh, he has the 538 politics, so he's on your team. Yeah, a millennial Max. So even though he's a young kid, he's he's already there. Uh, Brendan Fitzpatrick. I, 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 feel yeah. like, I feel like Max and Millennial Harry Enson are buddies. Well, I mean, he's a kid. Maybe Ma- maybe Harry Enson's his dad. He's like seventeen well, or something. Well, no, because Harry Enson, like the joke about him is that he's a kid. So oh, maybe maybe they're brothers or something. Yeah. Um, Brendan Fitzpatrick. Uh, he disagrees with you. He has keeping at sixteen hundred uh, on his list. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just five thirty. It's better. Yeah, uh, the great Jake Larson. He has uh, not too deep with Grace Helbig. Um, I only know that because I'm looking at that list. They have uh, they unironically had Ariana Grande's brother on. You won't get that. And um, the um, the guy my sister's obsessed with. That he's one of the last guests. She send this to her. Troy Sivan. She's like that's her like Bieber. Like she'll go like around Is that the world the guy to see him. Had her once? Yes. Yeah. She that's, loves... how she that's how she got like thousands. That's of how she followers. has thousands of Twitter followers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. At uh, George Costanza at Tar Heel Conch, he has Revisionist History oh, number like one. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Wait, uh, what does he have number one? Uh, Revisionist oh, History, Revisionist. the Gladwell, okay. and and he's got he he splits the baby. He's got Keeping at sixteen hundred and five thirty eight. He, he almost I, I, he almost always has good takes. I feel like anytime I don't know who he a... is. I don't I mean, like it's a fake name. I don't think his real uh, name is George Costanza, but good for you be. at Tar Heel how, Conch. How do you know that that's not the George Costanza? It could be. Uh, well, there, but then he has two accounts because at Jason Alexander is a separate. Unless you're saying this is at George no, Costanza. Oh, I got it. I got it. This is the guy who's a millionaire from the toilet app. Interesting. It's so it's yeah. the. But I'm not, I'm not totally sure. Like in canon, is the um, is the Jason is like the George from the Curb finale the exact same George in like the same Seinfeld universe as Seinfeld. Well, we know he listens to your Seinfeld podcast, so why don't you and Rob just ask him? Yeah, we could just ask this guy at Tar Heel Conch. Yeah. Um, at yeah. Say Hup, he has a bunch. He has mine at number two, but then he has a bunch I've never heard of. Taggett and Torrens. I think that's his own show. Um, right. Spitting Chicklets. Not, you should have your own show on your list. That's true. Uh, at the Baller Lifestyle podcast. I didn't even look that one up, but that sounds uh, – that's either like a great parody show or like a horrible, you know, hosted <laughs> by like Dan Bilzerian. Um 
Antonio Mazzaro has uh, the West Wing Weekly at number one. Oh, people love that. People love that. I, you know, I'm like well, a casual West Wing fan. Yeah, I've, I've never seen the West Wing. You've never seen one episode? I bet you'd love it. I've seen, that's what everybody says, and that's why I refuse to watch it, because I don't have time to watch 200-hour-long episodes. Of the the only, you just say, like, hey, Akiva, I need, like, the 500 podcasts. I need, like, the best 40 episodes each. No, but look, I told you, I have the Americans hogging up 87. My DVR is always at 99. Oh, you still failed. never watch the Americans? I have every episode of the Americans hogging up my DVR. I, it just, it's so intimidating. You're on paternity leave. This is all you should be doing right now. You have a wife and a nanny at home. What are you doing? Uh, 99% Invisible. That didn't make either of our list, but that, uh, that's, well, Antonio also has that one up there. Uh, Jim Pignatiello. I'm, I'm definitely saying that wrong. Pigna, Pignatiello? You tell me, Jim, how you say your name. Uh, he has Doughboys number one. Tell him Steve Dave at number two. I don't know what that is. Um, and Enough About Me with Kirkman Honey at number five. Bobby from STL. I, this is one of my favorite lists, at Bobby from STL. He's got Dom and Colin. That's a Survivor's Strategy podcast at number one. Um, then he has The Ben Shapiro Show at number two. And Serial, <laughs> <laughs> Adam Carolla, and Doughboys. Uh, yeah, he. I listen. Um, Wait, ben Shapiro, uh, not so popular at all at our alma mater right no, now. No, not for, this uh, week. Not this so week. scandalous things he said, yeah. Well, I think the problem is that he, he was popular from the audience. and that's But I just thought it would be funny if he had, like, Ben Shapiro at number two and, like, Chapo Trap House at number three. That would be a great take, Bobby, from STL for next year. What's uh, Chapo? It's, like what it's, like, it's, it's like a far, far left um, podcast yeah. that's become really popular. Oh, isn't that the one? Oh, yeah, you told me that was the one where you, like, somehow got their listeners and were, like, sending out their addresses to Trump supporters, right, to send them packages? <sighs> See, people aren't, aren't going to know that you're joking, and I'm nervous. Yeah, and it also took it took too long for that one. Yeah, I, I still don't know what you just said. At KCM Burn has Joe Rogan, The Taz Show, I think that's a former wrestler, The Fighter and the Kid, Your Mom's House, and Dan Carlin, Hardcore History. So it's like four like bro shows and like a, and a history a podcast. History no, but I like the fact that you've got a theme. Yeah, I do, yeah. I do like that. Um, at MTO1935, I don't think he was born in 1935. Um, has, well, why, why, why are you such an ageist? No, I just there's a picture of, of this guy, and he doesn't look like he's 100 years old. Um, uh, he's got Doughboys number one, so I already love him. Because nobody uh, ever puts pictures on the internet where they're younger than they actually are. Yeah. Well, you think this guy's faking, and he's actually 81 years old? I mean, come on. Yeah, why not? Douglas movies. You know, I used to listen to like every episode, and now I haven't listened to one in years. Of yeah, Douglas I listen movies. to that. Also, how does this get made? He has it number to- in his top five. And I haven't listened to it like... I'll, if I really like the guest, listen to the first 10 minutes. But it's a, even though I like all the people individually, it's the same thing. Everyone gets like, that was bananas. And then they just like yell for a while. The problem yeah, is the right. movies are so obscure. Like, I'm not going to watch those dumb movies to appreciate the podcast. Yeah, they need a Yeah, they need a movies that you've actually seen. Now, I feel like at Jsteen234, this guy Jeff may be patronizing me because he has the Seinfeld podcast, Rob is a podcast, and Doughboys uh, in his top five. Where's 32 fans? No, it's not there. I don't think anyone put in 32 fans. He has uh, oh. the Dale Jr. Download and Door Bumper Clear, two NASCAR shows in their top five. Yeah, we have a lot of NASCAR listeners in our – I don't – do we? Maybe we should do a NASCAR pool in the pool of pools. I didn't I mean, include people, one. People have told me, including Avsenensky, he's a big uh, evangelizer for this idea. Na- NASCAR? He loves NASCAR? Not that he loves NASCAR, but if you go to a NASCAR event with somebody who's like a NASCAR fan, yeah. you will absolutely love it. Ari Klein, not- Ari Klein likes NASCAR and – he told me he went to an NASCAR event and it was like the worst day of his life because it's too loud. He said it's it's so loud that it Our ruins your day. Like, I remember this. Ari Klein does not like loud noises. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I'm not sure if like that's totally true. I mean, I guess, 
But anyway, the point is, it's it's so it's the exact opposite of Vav's take, I think, where if maybe you watched on Sunday, like the last 10 minutes of the Daytona 500 with a big NASCAR fan, you'd become a fan, but not there because your ears would fall off. No, so yeah, Although I, I the, probably like, the super NASCAR fans know to bring giant earplugs. Watching NASCAR on TV seems like the boringest thing in the world. No, I disagree. I think it's a good TV thing. You you turn on the race with eight laps to go. There's no commitment for the first 492. You're golden. Driving, what is exciting about watching people drive in circles? Oh, you're such a freaking – This is you're the reason why Trump and Hillary lost. <laughs> I want to go to an NASCAR event. Yeah. Well, I hope your ears fall off. Uh, at Shut Up Tim, the great at Shut Up Tim, um, he has The Real Weird Sisters. That's a Harry Potter podcast that I think he produces. Comedy Bang Bang, which is probably a show he produces. Westworld with Jay Jack and Mike. That's Mike Bloom who's been on the show. I think he produces that. Harmontown, I'm assuming Shut Up Tim produces. And The Dollop, I've never heard of. I'm assuming that's Shut Up Tim's own podcast. <laughs> so he a lot of plugs for Shut Up Tim there. Um at Brandon Spears, the great Brandon Spears, he's got Jalen Jacoby. I, you know, I didn't know that they were keeping it up, but I love Jalen. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they're still in the ESPN world without Simmons. It's a little weird. It's a little awkward. But it is what Jacoby needs to be at Ringer, right? That's so strange that they're separated. Well, There's no bad blood between Simmons and Jacoby, is there? No, but it was Jacoby's best. Prefer- Same thing with Barnwell. I like There's Jacoby. No- Obviously, I love Jalen. I like Jacoby. He doesn't know anything about sports. He does not. But Nothing. Jay- but Jalen. But Jalen Rose doesn't know anything about basketball. He just has great stories. Oh, yeah, but that's fine. That's Jalen's thing. Yeah. Uh, you must remember this. Doughboys, Channel 33. Um, Channel 33? That's like – that's the whole Ringer. That's like all the Ringer shows oh, in one. And my favorite murder, which uh, is get, is really hot. Um, maybe yeah, we should check that. that out. Yeah. So that's a good list. It, At Murphy's it, it, LOL. It, well, almost done here. Yeah. When you're telling people to listen to a new podcast, you got to tell them not just the name of the podcast, but the episode. But the problem is Twitter. Oh, you mean like suggest an episode? All right. So I didn't do yeah. that. But yeah. If you really think that we would love a, a podcast, then tweet yeah. at us after you hear this. Which episode of yeah. which? Yeah. Uh, he's, got, he's got a lot of RHEP Survivor stuff. Uh, this uh, Matt Murphy's got Dom and Colin, the Seinfeld show, RHEP. And then he has Shake Them Ropes and Talk It's Jericho, which I assume are both wrestling podcasts. Um, we got a couple more just coming in under the wire now. Uh, at Will Northrup has Pardon My Take at number one. Spitting Chicklets, which is, I believe, Barstool's hockey podcast. Someone else said that. How did this get made? CBB and Seinfeld. I'm assuming he means Seincast and not uh, my Seinfeld podcast because he didn't specify. Um, and then uh, um, Michael J. Clark, the great uh, Michael J. Clark. I assume he just has the five most popular podcasts because that's his thing. He's front runner. Mike Clark, by the way, a big victory in 32 fans this week. He was a big underdog. Brian Hughes, who's like has five more points than everybody else in our league. And mm-hmm. our Clark Is he in the quarterfinals, the Michael Clark? Uh, you might be. In fact, you're probably going to play him next week. I oh, bring it on, Mikey. Well, you get to choose. You're the one, so you get to choose your opponent. But I think he has the lowest point total of anybody answering the next round. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Michael Clark also is sneaky tall. He doesn't look like super tall, but I think he is super tall. I'm going to give him – yeah, I'm going to give him 6'2". You think you say, Mike, tell, tweet us how tall you are, if, and we'll now we'll always know if you don't listen. Um, yeah. He's got part of my ticket number one. Gilmore Guys number two, which I've listened to parts of Gilmore Guys, even though I'm not a Gilmore Girls fan because I really like those guys. Only like – I'll listen to like a few minutes when Jason Manzoukas is on. Um, Crime Town at number three, Doug Love Moves four, and Beautiful Story. So he's really right on uh, on point with what we're talking about. Uh, all right, so that's a good list. Thank, you know, I, it was really like an hour before the show, and a lot of people sent me a list. Thanks, guys. Um, yep. But now Wait, we have so no time have... to talk about football. <laughs> yeah, so hold on. So just for one second, I, you know, I, in a way, I wish we'd record this tomorrow so we would know officially who won because uh, Jake Lou and Eddie Johnson are tied 11-11. Jake Larson, Ryan Sowa tied 12-12. And David Kingston, Jonathan Shapiro tied 12-12. So depending on who they pick tonight, we don't know who's going to win those matchups. So I can't ask you yet to pick your opponent for next week. Mm. Uh, but but do you want to go ahead and say you're picking Mike Clark no matter what? I'm picking Mike Clark. Bring, give me Clark. Oh. Just Patriots, baby. 
All right, so Akiva's taking Mike Clark as his opponent uh, in the uh, in the quarterfinals next mm. week. And, and also, we got to give a shout out to Emily Easterly, who uh, climbed her way into the playoffs in the last week of the year and then put up a huge number this week and uh, won a three-way matchup against Jeremy Allen and Nick Nickers. So she's going uh, on and moving ahead regardless of what happens tonight. And we'll see uh, whether uh, who picks uh, her as their opponent. All right, uh, Mazel the Tov there. Um, all right. Um, I just want to talk about the coaching firings. Uh, okay. Just Bradley, finally. Yeah. You know, I, we, I had said that we're going to do special shows on Black yeah. Monday, Bloody Monday, Monday my favorite day of the year when all the coaches get fired. Um, the problem is that they might like they might all get fired before that. Children's fathers becoming unemployed, no longer able to you know feed their families. I that's see. I thought. Listen. I understand that it's not fun if you're if you're like a coach's kid. But you know what is fun? Your dad making five million dollars a year and still having guaranteed contract, whether you get fired okay. or not. So it's that's actually better for the kids because now their dad's at home with them instead of studying game tape. That's not helping them for twenty two hours a day. Get fired also. We're making sixty grand a year. Yeah. First of all, no assistants make sixty grand. I mean, they when they clean house a lot. All right, whatever. And second um, of all, they have guaranteed contracts. Not no, and they can and the assistants can get rehired. The, no, these guys get the annual. They get year. Okay, contract. listen. There's a finite amount of jobs. Someone's going to have them, and someone's not going to have them. Why does yeah. the person who has it now deserve it? Maybe they suck, and that some young scrappy kid. Uh, you know, should you know uh, a hard luck story? Maybe they went to Harvard. Their parents are very rich, but they don't. They only give him like a hundred thousand dollars a month allowance. Maybe that kid deserves the spot, and not some guy who's coming from like community college. Uh, just because Gus Bradley is terrible at his job doesn't mean that everybody he employed is terrible at their job. No. So listen, Shad Khan, keep those people on. All right. So here's my theory about why Gus Bradley got fired. So the Jaguars played in Houston uh, yesterday. Uh, improbably, they oh, were winning. I have a hot take on this. Yeah, I want to hear what you have to say, and then I'll say something interesting. So. The, uh, the Houston fans have been struggling with Brock Osweiler's a quarterback all year. It's been terrible. Mm-hmm. They bench him for Tom Savage, and the crowd goes absolutely bonkers as if they just won the Super Bowl. The crowd was so excited in Houston just to see a quarterback not named Brock Osweiler coming onto the field. And, you know, the Jaguars' final home game is this Sunday, and I think Shad Khan saw that, and he thought, you know what? The fans are pissed off at this team. The only way I'm going to get them happy is if I march somebody out as the coach other than Gus Bradley, and then mm-hmm. they'll cheer. Now, I think what he should have done is he should have fired Gus Bradley mid-game. Oh, so that would have been great. That would have been really great. Like, come out at the second half, no Bradley, another guy with the headset. That the would be really- awesome. By the way, yeah. I've called for coaches firing during the half many times. I f- it would have to be like a physical thing. They'd have to have like assaulted the owner or like a player. But yeah, I think it'll time- happen. I mean, it's very rare. Now, I say that in 12th grade at our high school basketball team, at the first game of the year, first regular season game of the year, our friend Shamaria Gasner quit at halftime. <laughs> he quit? <laughs> Well, yeah, I, we had there was a, my my I had a French. That's amazing. Started the first game of the, Shmaria started the first game. Of well, the this year is the Bob. MTA varsity. This is high school varsity. Yeah. Our senior year, mm-hmm. he started the first game of the year uh, at shooting guard or whatever he was. Uh-huh. I mean, he was really more defensive specialist than anything else. He but, got you know, benched. He bench. Yeah, he, at, to start the second half, he was not going to play because he did really badly, and he said, "You know what? F this," and he left. But the thing is, he didn't even tell anybody he left. That's amazing. So two minutes into the third quarter, our coach calls down the calls down the bench, Gasner. And we all look around, we're like, where is he? He bailed. Oh, no. Did they put in Chester instead? That would be like break glass in case of emergency. <laughs> That's why they lost, yeah. No they did? They brought you in instead of Shmaria? I don't think I literally was Shmaria's backup, but anyway. Yeah, there was a kid who I went to high school with who, like, was really good in JV, but then, like, never really grew. So he was, like, maybe too short to be a forward to. Yeah, well, we like, talked about Harold. It was similar to this as a 10-year-old. And by the way, Shmaria was the, one of the best eighth grade basketball players, certainly in the Jewish world, because no, well, I wouldn't go any further than that, because like LeBron James was like yeah. a. Was, but I'm just saying, LeBron Shmaria James, was, who's like four years younger than this, probably like in fourth grade, was already better oh, than Stu Gasner. At, at what age? <laughs> at what age could you have beaten LeBron at one on one? Right, like oh. when LeBron was six, would have beaten him for sure. 
at 10? Eh, no, not. LeBron would have smoked us at 10. He's taller than us at 10. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Um, anyway, so Shamaria was as good. He's one of those people, like your friend you're talking about, was as good in 12th grade as he was in 8th grade, which is right. a problem. So, so he, so they, um, dom- they dominate junior high. They get to high school. They're not good in the Yeah, this guy lost the starting spot. He got benched, and he quit school. The school? He quit school. <laughs> and I understand, like, maybe if, like, if it's, like, a high school with 400 kids, like, you're going to have outliers like that. But this is, like, a school of, like, 32 kids, and it was – February of senior year, and like he didn't have to wait, worry about passing, and his dad was wait, like a VIP. Graduated high school because of getting benched from the basketball team. He quit school. He went to one of these. He went to like Tab, which was like uh, it's a school for people to get kicked out of school. School, so. yeah, a school for people to get kicked oh, out of schools. Oh. But but those kids get kicked out of school for like drugs. They end up at Tab. Yeah, he, he quit. He quit because he got he got bent. Not even like didn't get kicked off the basketball team. He just was like demoted to sixth man. And I think they said he was, like, selfish for shooting too much. <laughs> and by the That's way, the good. coach – our coach was literally, like, over 90. So it wasn't like you could take it personally. He was, like, yeah. a legendary coach that had just been there for, you know, 50 years. Um, the <laughs> – maybe we should do football picks another week. <laughs> I like another – I mean, tomorrow, like a, yeah, No, there's a lot of important games this week. Right, no, we I, giant... how about, let's do a separate mini pod tomorrow of football picks. You know, something my wife loves more than two podcasts in one week. Well, do you want to take a break and then come back in a half hour? Because I, I need to finish my work stuff. Can we pound this out in five minutes? If you just ask me the games, like who's going to win, then yeah. Right. Gi- Giants and Eagles. Well, I didn't say my Jaguars take, though. Oh, what's your Jaguars take? Yeah. Oh, so the, their GM, Caldwell, said, like, we were planning on doing this no matter what happened. Well, Let me explain Caldwell, something. Coach of the Lions and the GM of the Jaguars? I think it's Dave Caldwell, the, the Jaguars oh. GM. Related? Let me explain something, GM Caldwell. The odds of you firing uh, Gus Bradley after a win or zero, right? When was the last time an interim coach, like someone got fired during the season after a win? It's probably never happened, right? I'm sure it has happened, but like because they like... Rex Ryan, it could happen. They've been talking about it. That's a little different. If they're like eight and seven, it's like he's going to be fired. Like, hey, Rex, do you want to coach the last game? It's up to you. It's much different. Like, there's no way had they lost that game and they very well should have won. Had they won the game and they should have won the game against Houston, that they would have fired him. That's like Monday morning quarterbacking, no? Yeah. All right, that was my take. Anyway, quickly picks, because I got I to gotta go. All right, Giants at Eagles. Giants favorite on the road. I'm picking the Eagles. Giants suck. I'm picking the Giants. Giants are great. And by the way, you got to be bound to these picks, because it's you against Mike Clark now. Oh, yeah, Mike, you have to shut this off. Oh, I don't, don't want to make picks now. <laughs> Forget it. No, this isn't fair. I'm not making picks. <laughs> now that it's playoffs. Yeah, All right, you uh, make my- your picks. Miami at Buffalo. Uh, Bills are going to win. Um, and Miami's in trouble, I think. Tie. They got two Because New England's going to need a win. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans with an impressive win in Arizona. I'm going to take them to uh, beat Tampa Bay again. Tampa's in trouble, by the way. I think Washington. Uh, if Washington wins tonight, they're getting that last playoff spot. Yeah. They're, they're, they win out. They get it. Oh, yeah. For sure. But, but yeah. But I'm saying, yeah. But, all right. So, uh, Tampa at Yeah. Washington, what are you saying? Yeah. That if they win tonight, you think that they're going to do the thing that they're favored to do. Okay. That's a good yeah. take. All right. Well, uh, uh, the Jets at the well, I was I actually had picked the Panthers to beat Washington tonight because of the fact that I needed the Panthers to beat them as a Vikings fan. Now, but what changed? Now you think the Redskins are going to win? Well, because now I don't care as a Vikings fan anymore. Oh, okay, so now the result's going to change. Got it. Jets at Patriots. Uh, obviously, Patriots. Tennessee at Jacksonville. You know, Tennessee what if what if York. Belichick screws the Jets? Like he doesn't need this game, and he does it just like the Jets have a bad draft pick. But he does need this game because he could still lose the one seed, right? Right. He needs another win. Yeah, but what if he gets in week seventeen? Well, but but he might. I mean, if the Raiders if the Raiders win out, then he could need both of them because oh, uh, he could lose that tiebreaker. Got it. All right, um, all right. So Tennessee at Jacksonville. 
I mean, just the amount of respect we have to give Tennessee for what they did, uh, going, you know, pulling off that win in Kansas City. And all of a sudden, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make another hot take here. You know, all year long, we've been making jokes about uh, the AFC South, how it's such a joke. One of these teams doesn't make the playoffs. so terrible. Mm-hmm. If Tennessee goes into Jacksonville and wins, which, you know, presumably they will, they're going to be the wild card, I think. You I think, think Tennessee is going to be the wild card? That would be nuts. Tennessee and Jacksonville are both going to be 9-7. and seven. Tennessee has the tiebreaker over the Dolphins because they beat him. They have the tiebreaker over the Broncos because they beat him. When they all let, wait, let me turn. give you like we've been rooting for the horrible game all year, but I think we just found the the, the golden goose of bad games. Well, it'll be Kansas City at Houston. No, what if the three six is an AFC South matchup? That can't happen though. You sure? What if the Steelers lose their last two? It can happen, right? If the Steelers lose their last two and Houston or Tennessee wins their last yeah, two, that would be amazing. We get Houston like Tennessee or Houston Indy. As the three as the as the three six game, that would be amazing. But I think Kansas City at Houston is worse than Tennessee at Houston. Actually, you might be right. That's not a. I feel like it's pretty close, but I actually think you're wrong. Come to think of it, Kansas City at Houston, and then also, and then we'd have to. The other one would be uh, would be you know Tennessee at uh, Pittsburgh, I guess, which actually could be a decent game. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're probably the, if you're a TV, you're rooting for Denver, but it does not looking great right now. Yeah. Uh, Denver could be in trouble. Um, Minnesota at Green Bay. I hate the Vikings. Their season's done. Adrian Peterson, go to hell. Uh, Packers win. San Diego at Cleveland. Uh, the 0-16 march continues, right? Oh, I mean, that's really a dreadful game. I, I think the Chargers could lose this just because they're the Chargers. Mike McCoy might not make it to Bloody Monday. If he loses to Cleveland, he probably, do- he probably doesn't get to They're the switching home. the team name. You know, with the Raiders, with the Rams, I mean, they were very intent on, like, keeping Fisher to like keep the stability as the team yeah. moved from St. Louis to LA, which is behind the scenes a huge deal. But I feel like, okay, that didn't work. Now, if I am Dean Spanos, I'm, th- I'm thinking about changing the team name next year from the Chargers well, to like... They, they the, said that yesterday, but the yeah. reason that upset me is because this team started in the AFL as yeah. the Los Angeles oh, Chargers. Yeah, no, 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 it would be really weird. I don't mind if you get a new logo, but I feel like you've been around since 1960. This isn't, you yeah. know, this isn't a Bobcats Hornets thing where you have no history. Yeah. Yeah, b- bad move. You, I mean, the, the ghost of Stan Humphreys is going to come and haunt you if you do this. Yeah, so I don't like that. I think they should be the LA Chargers. And go back to the old school logo with the horse. All right, I Although walk, you could walk. argue the rules if you've ever won a title, you can't change your name, and they've never won a title. Well, they were only. I think they were only in LA for literally one year. But if I'm Actually, not mistaken, did they? is it possible they won an AFL title? I could be wrong. I know. I am almost positive that they played the Bills in the first AFL title game in 1960. But I think, the, did the Bills win that one, maybe? I know we never won one, the Jets. Slash, then there were the Titans. 1960 AFL Championship. Uh, am I completely wrong? Yes, I am. Um, it was Houston who beat the Chargers, not not Buffalo. Okay. Yeah, Buffalo won the next two years with a Jack Kemp. But, um, yeah, so the Chargers lost the uh, opening AFL Championship game, mm-hmm. and then they gave up and moved to San Diego. All right, uh, the next game on our list, Washington, Chicago. Matt Barkley, uh, you know, looked pretty good. He had some ugly picks late in the game, but he had like 360 yards against the Packers and uh, almost had just an unbelievable comeback. And then, of course, Aaron Rodgers pulled another one out of his butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they could be Washington at home for sure. Who cares? You're not making any picks here. I'm so not making any picks. Not making? All right, let's just bail on this then. No, you go, uh, go through the rest of the games. Just say the rest of the games. All right, all right Washington, Chicago, I, I guess I'll take um, – I need to see Washington tonight before I decide. Uh, Atlanta at Carolina, I'm going to make the same caveat. i got to see Carolina tonight before I decide if Carolina has really mailed it in or not. India at Oakland, the, uh, Las Vegas really disrespects Oakland. They were only three-point favorites at home to the Bills a couple of weeks ago, and now they're only four-point favorites at home to Indianapolis. Las Vegas, you know, are we going to do like the next year if we do like an NHL podcast, we're going to be like, Las Vegas really disrespects Las Vegas when we talk about the Golden Knights? Yeah. Well, the Raiders could also be in Las Vegas very shortly. Oh, that's true. But, uh, yeah, but explain to me why, why, why is Vegas giving the Raiders no respect? The second best in the NFL. I don't know. 
Anyways, they're going to destroy Indy. I don't know why it's only a four-point spread. Um, obviously, Indy look. <laughs> India is such a bad team that, you know, CBS in the beginning of the show against the Vikings, you know, they do like the, 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 the pros and cons for each team. So for Indy, for strengths, it just had a question mark. It's, it said Indy has no strengths. And yet they had destroyed the Vikings 34-6. I don't know. Or it was their defense specifically that had no strengths, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but again, they, the most embarrassing part of that game You guys didn't is, get near luck the whole game. Luck didn't have to take a shower after that game. The Vikings were like third in the league in sacks. And yeah. The Colts have like a, one of the worst offensive lines in football. The Vikings, mm-hmm. forget about a sack. They had one pressure on him yeah. the entire game. And the same thing with the Jets a couple weeks. Not that the Jets are some great sacking team, but they didn't Bears. go near him the whole game. Yeah, so I hate the Vikings. Uh, maybe they all burn in a fire. Uh, not actually. Uh, Arizona at Seattle. Oh, only Andrew Peterson. And only because he abuses children. Arizona at Seattle. Um, will we see another 6-6 tie? Uh, are you going to make a prediction of a tie here in your battle against Mike Clark? Mm. Thinking about it. Where's this game? In Seattle. 3 nothing Seahawks. All right. Um, uh, Seattle's going to blow out Arizona, I think. They uh, looked really good on Thursday night, of course, against the Rams, who are garbage. Rams hosting San Francisco. Is there any way that uh, San Francisco gets a win here? It doesn't matter. As a Jets fan, it's too late. You're already up to four wins. No, the Rams the matter. Game. The Niners don't matter. Yeah, so you want We're, the Rams to win. Us and the Rams are in the, are in the five and six spots right now. Yeah, so you want to see if you can weasel your way up to The Rams four. need to win. So, yeah, the Rams win this game, and we're, we're up to five. No, we need the All Bears right. to, to lose uh, once to get to four. Okay, uh, Houston hosting Cincy. Uh, Cincy no longer in the race, uh, but I still think they're probably a better team than Houston. Uh, Houston's favored by two. I actually got this line exactly. You didn't send me your lines yet today, by the way. Have you done them yet? No. All right, well, send them to me if you can. Um, okay. Although I just told you you told me one, but you said someone favored by two, and I don't even know who. Yeah. You're right, anyways, so, like, uh, if only I was listening to you enough to. I, I, don't even know, I don't even know who's starting. Is it going to be Tom Savage? Is it going to be Brock Osweiler? Oh, it's Savage. Gonna... They just said it's Savage. Uh, okay, I, I'm going to pick Cincinnati to go into Houston and win. Um, and I'm, I'm rooting for the Titans to, to win that division and get that AFC South spot. So right. I would like to see Houston lose this. Uh, Johnny DeSilvera will be happy to hear that. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. This will be a great game, obviously. Um, boy, Baltimore really almost blew it against the Eagles last uh, yesterday. And I, I like the Eagles going for two, though. That's obviously the right move, right? I mean, how much time was left again? Four seconds? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I, th- I thought it was the right move, but I think you have the to be play- really confident. The play call wasn't great. Yeah. The the problem is that they're – for most teams, I like it. They don't really have the element of run. Like, you know, were they going to run with Sproles? I mean, that's not the worst play in the world, but – Oh, I didn't play. He was injured. Right, right. So I'm yeah. saying, like, they're, they're on their eighth running back, basically. No, Ryan Matthews had a great or Matthews game. is back. You're right. Like, but they are missing a lot of guys like Smallwood and Sproles. Um, well, I mean, they just driven down the field to score two touchdowns in, a, you know, a matter of a couple of minutes. Yeah, I think you if five and eight, you do it. At, at worst, the 50-50 proposition. Where it's you the go to moral overtime. thing to do because the game is over, and you don't want your five and eight players to get hurt. And if you, and if you go to 50, if you go to overtime, it's fifty-fifty. You don't even touch the ball. So what do you think all about right. all these college football players skipping their bowls? Yeah, I mean, coaches do it all the time. So what's the difference? Yeah, go to hell. Coaches if you, routine, yeah. If you if you if this bothers you, by the way, I'm sure it bothers Robbie tremendously. But um, if, if this bothers you, like uh, the running backs, first of all, they should have their own union. Running backs should be allowed to do whatever they want. They should only have to play one year in college. Yeah, running back should like run three times in college. What establish it, you know how to do it, and then yeah, because you have yeah, Fournette shouldn't. The LSU is lucky Fournette played the whole year. He shouldn't have played and three games. Caffrey sitting also for Stanford. Look at um, look at uh, Marcus Lattimore. Never played it down in the NFL, even though he was like one of the most dynamic running backs the last twenty years. Yeah. All right, so Baltimore Pittsburgh. Um, I'm going to take the home team, but hopefully it'll be a slugfest. Denver at KC. Maurice Denver Cooper. getting their season really in a lot of trouble here. They need to pull out a win somewhere. Um, I mean, who, who knows what to expect for Kansas City? The, you know, losing at home to Tampa. Losing home to Tampa's Tennessee. Tampa's good. Tennessee's great. Those are like the two best teams in the NFL. That's not, those aren't bad losses. Uh, yes, they are. At home? Come on. 
the, the Chiefs have lost like one game at home in two years, and all of a sudden they lose those two get back to back. Yeah, so I'm not sure what to expect from the Chiefs, but I think I'll give them a win there. And then Detroit at Dallas. Detroit continued. Detroit is not making the playoffs, by the way. They uh, they lost yesterday to the Giants. They're going to lose to Dallas. They're going to lose to Green Bay. They're going to finish nine and seven. They're out of the playoffs. Washington steals the last spot. Packers steal that division. And I'm happy because uh, I hate the Lions so much just because of how garbage they are. The, the garbage Giants are going to steal a playoff spot. Uh, the garbage. Texas I think at this point you have to acknowledge the Giants are worthy of a playoff spot. I don't think so. I mean, they have something that no. First of all, their defense has been great. Second of all, they have something that no other team has. What Alden Beckham Jr. Yeah, I mean, they have a guy who can just single-handedly score a touchdown on any play. Yeah, and their quarterback is a bottom ten quarterback, except for you. Yeah, he's awful. He's literally terrible. Um, yeah. But he all he has to do is throw slants to Odell Beckham. He's the new Trent Dilfer. That little that little touchdown to Beckham in the flat was a horrible catch. That Beckham, you know, the horrible pass. That Beckham oh, it was a weird. terrible pass. Yeah. All right. So those are my picks this week. Akiva's not telling him because uh, he's in the playoffs in the thirty-two fans league. Yeah. All right. This was fun. I hope uh, if if anyone got to the end, uh, tweeted us and say uh, I need to find better things to do. You should have, yeah. like, taken all those podcasts we recommended during the show and, like, stopped listening to this one and listened to those. Yeah, I'm going to email you the podcast and let you send me the episodes up. All right, uh, thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.